That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I'm Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a 60 second by 60 second rewatch of Zack Snyder's Dawn of Justice. We have arrived at minute 52. Clark, Bruce, they have met. They have sparred. I think the last line we left it on was Clark's somewhat naive and and hopeful suggestion that not everyone in the world has given up on Superman (laughs) yet. (laughs) Now we're kind of left for uh, Bruce to deliver one of the, I guess, one of his signature lines from this movie. I don't know if any of them aren't. Uh, And then we're going to have, I guess, the last player in this. The person playing the chess game is also going to step onto the board. In in flamboyant fashion. As flamboyant as possible. Boys! Mm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. Ah, I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hello. Good. Hi, hello, Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow, that is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. (laughs) Before we get into the Lex introduction, we should, because I think we we kind of ended on like almost mid-sentence that Clark says, you know, with all of the, the hypocrisy that Superman is above the law, humanity exists because he chooses not to destroy us, which is very bleak. Clark just wants to say that most people do not have that bleak and outlook. I guess his implication being probably more people than is real. Clark wants to believe, see things the way he does. Yes. Bruce responds by saying, maybe it's the Gotham in me. We have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Uh, giving just enough of an up-down to Clark for Clark to stop and look. Probably as 8th grade Clark just got turned down asking a girl out you know (laughs) like he looks just so bummed i don't even know if i guess he would have to process that that bruce just insulted him clark's response always seems to me like he expected more from bruce and i don't know what to do with that that's just a moment that sticks with me i think there's an interesting lesson in like sort of what the the whole movie is sort of getting around is Zack Snyder was playing on this idea of hate and fear and how you fear what you don't understand, but also how you can be blinded by hate. And those two things kind of feed into each other, right? So you're blinded by hate, so you don't understand something, and so therefore you fear it, which makes you hate it, which it's like a, it's like a feedback loop. You were, you were suggesting that this is a world that Clark doesn't understand, and you always fear what yes. you don't understand. <laughs> exactly. I think they both expect the other person to be like, oh, yeah, I get that. Where Bruce is like, don't you see? Like, how Like, how does nobody else understand that, like, we exist on the whim of this alien from another planet who is just, like, we're just cool with that. Like, everyone's yeah. just so super chill with this guy who, like, levels cities and we're like, nobody's worried. And meanwhile, Clark is like, how is nobody freaking out about the fact that this guy is running rampant in Gotham, like unsupervised and, and unchecked? Neither of them realizing they are literally talking to that guy. <laughs> not only not realizing that, but but um, but it's, yeah, it's both guilty of the same, like, 
that's the that's that those those two like in this conversation relatively you know innocent like political disagreements or whatever you have what what have you is is what you know perpetuates down down the movie to up to the 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 big moment um yeah and and so it's just really interesting how it kind of shows that that here how it's it's really very simple and it's and the fact that neither one of them can in this moment can say oh you have a point there because it's too personal yeah exactly because they can't let go of their their hate or fear it's funny too because it comes back to that don't believe everything you hear son because both of them are are having a hard i mean their biggest problem is objectivity right obviously well because they both make a fine case for their for their stand here yeah like it's not like they're they're inarticulate or I mean, the discussion they have here is like way more productive than anything else they have later in the movie. Yeah, there's almost like a version of this that could play up between Batman and Superman, like where Superman says, you know, you can't be doing this stuff. You think you're above the law and good people are afraid of you. And Batman says, like, don't you think that's a little hypocritical? Like, yeah, half of the world is is being nice to you because they're afraid of what you can do. And it's like, well, I guess we don't resolve this then. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the one thing that I'll point out here is I'll just uh, just a little refresher in case anyone forgot that Bruce was interrupted planting his leech by Mercy. Yes, yes, yeah, so uh, we were on the same track here. It is right at this moment we we literally see her appear and then get the final seconds clicking off of the leech. Alfred sees a countdown, says to Bruce, "It's done. You need to get out of there." Clark hears it. Mercy says, Lex, you need to end this exchange happening between them. They've got Bruce on a wire. <laughs> like, like he's got, like he is on a, he, like he's on a train track the second he walked into that party and they just kind of yeah. guide him from point to point. And like, he doesn't, he thinks he's doing all this on his own. It's just like following Hansel and Gretel's breadcrumb trail. The, the thing that saves the scene, I think without this reading in the moment is Clark left standing there. <laughs> The way it plays out normally is, oh, Bruce has got to go. We get the fantastic Clark eyes. Also hearing it, uh, which which as we continued from before is just fantastic. His little smirk paired with Mercy. Oh, Lex, you got to go. Okay, great. But then we get Clark doing the like one, one, two, like looking and seeing Lex gone, looking, seeing Bruce gone. And then he's left with nothing to do. That if you didn't have that there, Bruce being like, okay you have to go do it and then her saying okay lex we have to go okay bye would be like that was really weird the way that worked out Mm -hmm. if if clark wasn't there i probably would have been more likely thinking that is not a coincidence obviously maybe mercy is going to tell him like hey we just noticed this thing like you'd almost start connecting the dots as a movie fan of why she's actually pulling him away like these things are coming to a head but with clark there it's kind of diffused if mercy knows why he's there if Mercy knows what to look for is happening, then she has this clue down right to the second as well. Get Bruce in and get him out as quickly as possible. And and then the part that we didn't talk about was just Lex like reveling. Oh in yeah, his, I wanted to his say puppetry. That. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> to just yeah, to just I mean, which which moment of this is your favorite? <laughs> I mean, he's just like a pig in the mud. Just like the mm-hmm. fact that like he's so proud of how smart he is, and like like. Going, I remember watching the the trailers and being kind of like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like it's too on the nose with the Lex. Like you should not pick a fight with this person. I'm like, really? Are you really gonna like 
come on, this is not this is not Batman Forever or like Batman and Robin. Why are we? Why yep. have we got that going on? And then even like in the first watch, that was still there a little bit. Where I'm like, you know, and of course the theater laughed, and I was like, hey, whatever. And it's like I don't know why that's necessary. <laughs> we know something he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, ha, 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 what an accidental joke. Until, like, you watch it a couple times and you're like, oh, no, wait. Lex is, like, playing with his food. He's got a Batman and Superman doll in his hands. And once you kind of have that piece put together, you realize, you know, like you said, with Mercy um, taking him away, or, the, or like, with the, you should not pick a fight with this person, is literally, it's not like a, it's not an ironic thing at all. It's literally him, like, taunting them, and they don't even know it. And we should work together. You, you, you should hop so, the harbor more often. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm really in, intrigued by the way that this is filmed, like the the way that this is done. Because obviously, when he you know gives Clark a knock on the chest, the sound it makes one of a kind. Every time now, yeah. I, it's it stands out. It's like what you imagine it would sound like in like the Superman the animated series, where it's like the big barrel chest. Dunk. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ow! Wow, that is a good grip. The the way that it's constructed, and I don't I don't want to go too deep into here. If you got a few drinks in me, I might talk about the fact that the camera follows Lex in to his hand taking bruises. It always stands out to me because it is such a following Lex into them is a choice because it's already mm-hmm. framed so well between the two of them. He could have literally walked in from the back of the scene, and that's almost how they've done this up to this point. It's a it's a freehand camera that follows Lex in, and the the detail that it puts into Bruce and Lex clasping hands is so there's so much meaning in it to me, but I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from it. I didn't catch that, but that's fascinating because based on and I'm trying to picture it back in my mind now, but the way you're describing it, it sounds very much like what it's saying is it it suggests that like Bruce and Clark kind of have. Like, if it's framed around them, that it's like, okay, they've got this, like, they are in control. And Lex comes in, and when and the camera following him indicates, oh, no, this is actually, like, Lex is the one that we should be following. Like, that's what the camera is saying when it follows him, as a, as a sort of hint to the audience of, like, oh, no, it's not about these guys that the camera is fixed on. It's about the guys, that the, the guy that the camera's following. Yeah, because he, he shakes Clark's hand, and it's almost off camera, like, it's almost out of frame. And mm-hmm. played for a joke, but there's but there's so much intentionality in showing Bruce taking Lex's hand and knowing like what is actually happening here and the path that Bruce is on. That's so dark. Like that's right. Lex is the villain of this story, capital V. Mm-hmm. You can say that both he and Bruce are antagonists, or or Superman is an antagonist to Bruce, but Lex is hands down the evil villain driving this event. And to see him, Bruce have no idea that he's being corrupted like this. It, it just, it's so, it's so gross. I would encourage everybody to, to make a note of that. And if, if you have thoughts, because now it, it just makes my, my skin crawl every time I see it, because Bruce has no idea. Ugh, it's just what I was just saying about how they're both kind of blinded by it. Like he's literally, he's being guided by the hand. Ugh. Like, li- like metaphorically and now literally. Yeah. Because what, you know, what happens right after that is then Mercy clears Lex out so that Bruce can go get the fob thing. <laughs> the leech. The leech. And that was another, I guess maybe we can talk about this a little bit more in the next minute because I think she's not even in this minute. But since we're kind of talking about everyone knows what's going on, yet Diana's kind of roaming around this party free and she, we peeped her in the back of the, the shot in the last minute. Does she 
I mean, she she knows that Lex is up to something because she knows that he has a picture of her. But does she know that Bruce is Batman or does she suspect that Clark is Superman? I kind of feel like she's on top of all that, but just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, I know that I don't remember it because I never thought about that. But even now I'm like, there would be no basis for me to even say whether she is or isn't because we've had moments now with Bruce where it's how in the world did I ever think he had any agency in what's happening? I could say, you know, I think Diana, you know, might know Bruce is up to something, but might not know about Superman. I have no idea. We might get like a smoking gun in the next minute that is, oh, of course she knew. This moment can only be read that way now. Tune in next time. Yeah. Until then, I think we, I think this, this one ends with Bruce going down the stairs. Yeah. And I think, are we just now starting to get the, can we hear the TV broadcast yet? I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we, we realized that to a point that almost makes me wonder if Lex has arranged this factory fire now. <laughs> uh, wow, Clark I didn't gets, think of that, yeah. Gets to the bottom of the stairs and is is distracted by something else happening as Bruce goes to retrieve what he came to the party for. Wow. Bat Bruce descends and Clark follows. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that was a chunky XL. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Blap. Being kind of like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it's too on the nose. 